If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. Legendary running back Ladanian Tomlinson, aka LT, a five-time Pro Bowler and 2006's MVP. LT played for the Chargers and the Jets and has had a statue in Canton since being inducted in 2017. Those early years, man, um, you know, one through like, I think from the time I was one through probably about 10 years old, when I say humble beginners, I mean, you know, really like living the life of feeding pigs, going in the slop, you know, going in the mud, pigs living a bunch of mud and, you know, it's just a bunch of, it's nasty out there, right? <laughs> and so everything you eat now. You save it, and and that's what they eat. You go out there and you you feed the pigs, and then obviously, where you think we get bacon and pork chops and all that stuff from? And you know, so you know, there was times, man. I I I remember my first time seeing my my dad and and my uncles like you know slaughter a goat. Man, it almost traumatized me, dude. Like wow. I I remember the vision like it was yesterday. So me and my younger brother, my dad called us around to my uncle's house. And we went around there and I saw the goat hanging up in the tree. And I'm thinking to myself, what are they for to do with this goat? Hold, hold. You know? You skipping over a lot of you, details. You, you're going to have to, you're you, gonna you have gonna, to go on the goat. Hey, kiss. Goat slaughtering 101. Look, kiss. <laughs> Keep it hey. simple, Steve. <laughs> I hey. have no idea. You asked about humble beginnings. Yeah, but I want you to walk me through these humble beginnings because you said it's traumatized. You went from they hanging from the – I want to know, like, how, did he say, 
LaDainian, come on over to hey boy, get over here. We about to go over Uncle Luke's house. Uncle Luke. And we about to get we about to eat and you gonna work. Hey, it was like this. Uh my mom, my dad was already over there. My mom come to me and my brother and said, Hey, your dad wants you over your uncle's house. Y'all going and walk around there. For what? He didn't tell me why. Yeah, you, you just get, no get over there. <laughs> yeah, you don't get no I, reason. I knew it was coming. Yeah, you I knew because I, I know LaDainia. I know he going to ask why. And yeah. she, you know she probably popped him upside the right. head too. I done told you by asking me why. <laughs> hey, so, you know, we go on around there. And the first thing I see, of course, is this goat in the tree. And my dad and uncles, they're standing around drinking beer, of course. Uh, and so. What kind of beer? Old, Old Milwaukee. Old Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Same thing. That's, that's y'all don't know nothing about that, do y'all? Oh, that Milwaukee's beast. It's, it's two for one <laughs> with a yellow sticker on it. Yeah, it's about, it's about know, that's their cheap. That's their cheap. Yeah, right right that's next to a bag of cheap chips. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I knew what was going We're on. We're smoking a cigarette at the gas station. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. Slightly. Mm -hmm. So, Steve, I, I had to be about, man, I had to be about seven years old. And my dad comes over and he says, all right, I'm going to show y'all what. Well, we're, we're going to eat this goat tonight. But I'm going to show y'all how we process it, how we're going to kill it. We're going to get the meat out. And then we're going to cook it later on. So this is what you're going to eat tonight. This is how you survive. I'm seven years old, man. I'm like, dad, don't kill that goat. I'm like, dad, don't do it, man. Don't don't kill the goat. I felt bad for the goat. You know, it's <laughs> it's yelling. It's yelling. It's like those type of experiences, they never leave you. He didn't say nothing. He said, watch this, basically. And they went over and they <clears throat> they did him in. Let me just say that. Yeah. And I, I cried. Mm. I started crying. And my dad, you know, he... He was just like, you, this, this is what being a man is about. This is what being a man is about. Stop crying. I'm asking, but I, I assume you didn't eat that goat for dinner. I did not. No, sir. No, <laughs> sir. I did. <laughs> no, sir. I did not eat that goat. And, I couldn't. And, and you got a whooping for I not eating. You had nothing else to eat either. Yeah, probably so. I don't remember the whooping. I just remember the goat. Yeah, <laughs> because your dad probably got mad. Yeah, that you did you didn't toughen up, and and he saw it not when he was doing it because you cried, but he was also doing it. But then that afternoon, he probably had in his mind like me and you are. That boy better eat that goat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I saw him crying. <laughs> he better suck up them tears mm -hmm. and eat that goat. Right. If he don't eat that goat, he probably had a conversation with your mom. If he don't eat that goat, I'm telling you, I'm hungry. whooping his ass. <laughs> and he going home. We going straight to his room. Yeah. From the from the dinner table to his room. And he going to bed. And don't come up there and try to help him either. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Don't, and don't give him nothing else. Mm -mm. Yeah. not ask for no McDonald's because we ain't got no McDonald's money. Yeah. He ain't got no <laughs> chips. Nothing. Not at, at that time, McDonald's, please, man. Sure. McDonald's was, oh, there was no McDonald's within 30 miles of us. That's it. So you didn't That's eat the goat because you was traumatized. Yep. I don't remember what I ate that night either, but I ain't eat that goat. Maybe I ate, you know, I probably ate the vegetables. I'm sure we had like greens and mashed potatoes and, you know, all that good stuff. I probably ate the rest of that. But left the goat alone. I've never eaten a goat. <laughs> for, 
this day forward, I will never eat a goat. You know, some things, man, some things just as a kid, it, as I, I said, it traumatizes you, you know, where you, you won't, you know, I didn't want to mess with any goats. But, you know, the, the crazy thing now, like I'm a, I'm a hunter. Like I love going hunting for deer, as I call it, buck. I love buck hunting. You know, I love hogs, going hunting for hogs. But goats, I just, you know, I leave them alone, man. I let, I let them make it. Tiffany Faison, a Boston-based restauranteur with seven restaurants, two-time Top Chef contestant, and a judge on Chopped on Food Network. I started to, I was in a kind of weird program in high school and I had a really influential teacher in my life. And I started to learn how to really think critically and understand, you know, the arts and literature and and the world around me and what things meant politically and um, understanding how to see the lack of justice and equality in the world. And that began to kind of really change my life. Um, And I also became like a serious troublemaker. Um, Just the worst jokes, practical jokes, or- You you were the troublemaker? Oh yeah. Like, so this is a pretty good example. Um, I was, I stopped cheerleading because I just, um, it wasn't a particularly healthy environment. There was a year, it was uh, my soft junior year, maybe. And I was an All-American. I wasn't allowed to be on varsity. The varsity cheerleaders came to us at the end of the year and said, hey, we're going to have a banquet. You guys are going to cook for us, set it up, clean up, plan all the things. And the team looked at me because I was a loud mouth and they were ready for me to be like, absolutely not. And I just said, yeah, you guys have worked really hard. Let's do it. So I made the world's largest batch of X-Lax brownies for the banquet. (laughs) That's what I didn't know. That's what what I'm talking about didn't know Man. is that there was faculty and teachers there no oh yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't know they were coming so oh, continue with the story this is like so, a comedy central movie hey so <laughs> run yeah, it give us run it down sp- for us. Sp- spill all that tea <laughs> spill it all the, well um people got sick obviously um there was someone who had some sort of like bowel issue anyway and so it's like hauled into the principal's office and the vice principal's office and um i you know, I was told that I, I it was attempted murder, and I tried to kill this woman. Oh, did, so they I mean, they did everything they could, yeah, to try and did scare me. Well, I, I wasn't confessing to the crime, so they were trying oh, to get oh, me. Ain't no snitch. Not a snitch. Oh, they they try to treat her like a black person. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I tried to, you know, I tried to so, one on you. <laughs> try to sneak one on you. Yes. So they sent me outside of the office and let me That's see. Every one of the cheerleaders walk in one by one and they questioned everyone. Oh, then you got interrogated. Yep. So I, and I watched that. I knew who snitched. I knew, I still to this day know who snitched. Karen, huh? Well, no, but yes. <laughs> it was a Karen. It was a Karen. She has a, yeah, I'm not gonna, yep. She wanted, she wanted, she wanted. No, I'm not gonna say She did, I heard it. I heard it. She knows who she is. She knows who she is. Okay, she almost did. She look at she said, it's still an X lax brownie with her name on it. Oh, yes, there is. Yeah. Let her hey, 
let her walk in one of my restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would never do that in my restaurants. Okay, cool. That's okay. cool. I would. If she invited me to her house, <laughs> I would slowly. Yeah. <laughs> if she see her, it's on site. Bet that. <laughs> Bet, that. Bet that. Run it. Run it. <laughs> Dante Stallworth, a veteran NFL wide receiver and a native of Sacramento, California. He's turned into a journalist, contributing to the Huffington Post, the New York Times, and CNN. Who's your favorite athlete growing up as a kid? Ooh. Any sport? My favorite. Yeah. My, so my favorite athlete, I, I was a big football fan. Football was like 98%. Give me the two percent. The other two percent was honestly was probably history and science. I, I was I was a, I was a nerd as a kid, and and I enjoyed uh, learning about world history, learning about American history, um, and a lot of the a lot of the things that I that I grew up in even today still um, are things that kind of harken back to my childhood. With you know, which his, history I write about uh, politics and and the history of politics, the history of sports, things like that. So. It's it's all come kind of connected, but um, I would say probably my favorite athlete was it, it, it's, I would have to say Dion. I was thinking between um, because my four favorite football players were were really in no order. Um, probably between Dion, okay. Dion, uh, Jerry, mm-hmm. Barry Sanders, and Bo Jackson were my four. Ooh. And those are my those are my guys. Mount Rushmore, right there. That is, man, that's a Mount yeah. Rushmore. Yeah, I I actually saw Jerry. I, well, we can get to that later. But I actually saw Jerry Rice as a kid, and um, he called the police on me. But uh, I stopped because I was stalking him. I was fourteen years old. We need we need that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, we can talk about that later. Nah, he he didn't he didn't call the police on me. It was their training camp. It was their training camp. They, we were in Rockland and. I was with uh, a high school teammate of mine who lived north of Rockland and I'm from Sacramento. So I was going, uh, you know, to his home in, um, in Grass Valley. Huh? You going to Jerry's home? No, no, no. My, my high school quarterback. You uh, said, you said stalking yeah, and then yeah, you said Jerry's home. So I thought so you, I thought you <laughs> no, I actually didn't know what. <laughs> that, that, that was, that was Dean calling the police. And then I was in the bush. <laughs> yeah, I was in the bush. <laughs> What binoculars? <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh, I'll give you the quicker version. So the quicker version is as we're driving by Rockland. This is during the summer, and this is right around the time when training camp is is starting. And so I, I knew everything about Jerry Rice. He was one of my favorite players, one of my probably you know one of my favorite athletes. So I knew that uh, his wife's name was Jackie. I knew that um, you know I, I just knew his family dynamic. Anything about Jerry Rice I had read about because I loved him so much as a kid. And so as, as we were stopping to get gas, the, in front of us, there was a little convertible, it was like a blue-ish Mercedes with the license plate that said something like, for you, Jackie, or Jackie. And I remember looking like, oh, that's Jay Rice's wife's name. And then I looked at the person in the car, which I was behind, and I'm like, yo, that's Jerry. And, and, my, and my teammate was like, how can you tell that's Jerry Rice? And back of his head, I'm like, bro, I know that bean head, that's Jerry Rice, bro, follow him. Mm-hmm. So we followed him. I'm, I'm, I'm 15 years old. I'm this is my favorite player of all time. Now the criminal right. act begins. Right. Follow him. Right. Follow him. Hey, this way. Follow him. I got it. I got his plates. 
<laughs> right, right, right. Make it right. my Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making a left on a banger. Yeah, but you weren't stalking him. Going yeah. north, south, west. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was my deductive reasoning that we, we're in Rockland. It's training camp. It's a Mercedes Benz. Jackie's a license plate. That's his wife's name. And I know Jerry, I know the back of Jerry Rice's head. He's an African-American so, man. Hey, I, but I'm telling you, I, like, so we we didn't even get gas. We followed Jerry, right? So I think, you know, and we're in this beat up, we're in this beat up pickup truck, right? And he just sees two guys following him. So he's, in his mind, you know, I'm not thinking this at a time. I'm 15 years old, right? This is my idol. I'm going to, like, say hi to him. So... <laughs> oh yeah, I was. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was, I was all, I was all about it. <laughs> so we we pulled in. He he pulled in, which you know it, it, there were a lot of cars, and I figured this was the you know the uh, the Forty Niners uh, parking only Forty Niners only parking. But we followed him in, and then so he drove around the parking lot inside. So we stopped, right? And then we're like, okay, we're following. We're actually like following him, following him now. Let's just pull over here and, and uh, wait till he gets out of his car. So he parks up close. And as we see him park up close, we get out of the car and start walking towards him. Now we're probably about 50 yards away from the entrance where he's walking into. Jerry's out of his car and he's looking in our direction and he's pointing at us to security. And security is like, looking at us as we're walking up. And so then the security starts walking towards us and Jerry walks in the building and he's like, Hey, you guys can't be in here. And we were like, Oh, we just wanted to say hi to Jerry. And he's like, that's, that's fine. I understand it, but you're not allowed to be in here. And so we left and I wasn't like, Oh, I just stalked Jerry Rice. I was like, Oh my God. I just said, what's up to Jerry Rice. That was my story. So I, I had met my idol. And, and of course I had like exaggerated the whole encounter. I didn't tell anyone that we stalked him partially, but um, yeah, he like, he was like, yo, he was probably like, yo, these dudes right here have followed me from this light and y'all need to make sure that, you know, they're not going to run up in here and try to do whatever. So, yeah. So he didn't necessarily call the police on me. It was, that was obviously hyperbole, but, um, no, he, he, he did what, you know, any self-aware human being would have done when you had two people following you in a beat up pickup truck. Harold Varner, he's a PGA Tour member since 2016. He's a native of Gastonia, North Carolina. He went to college at East Carolina University, and he's a member of Brand Jordan. How did that relationship with Michael Jordan come about? Yeah, so uh, a guy named Fred Whitfield, who I'm sure everyone knows. Shout out, Fred. Fred's great. Fred uh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he, he's pretty, I guess he's bored right now because he's been texting me every round, like, you know, usually text every Sunday, like, good tournament, hang in there, keep your head up. You know, just so so encouraging. But he, I guess, I mean, talked to MJ, and they wanted to start a golf line. And mm -hmm. it just, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be the guy. So it's yep. pretty uh, – it's really awesome. Um, so how yeah. did you get the notification that you were Jordan or the introduction or yeah. the so, or, yeah, or, or, or just like – What was your I, what was your interaction? Yeah, what was your interaction? All right. Uh, so I played in Greensboro. Fred okay. had came out and watched. Cool. And it was the same year I almost lost my Was it Fred's tournament? Car. No. I've played in – so I, this is how I met Fred. I played in the Hoopty okay. Foundation event, and he uh, – I was a pro then, and he, he didn't let any more pros play after that because we won with Rip Hamilton – 
And we didn't, I didn't plan another one, but I came back and I spoke to the kids, you know, just, you know, just helped them out whenever I could. But after that tournament, he, uh, he texted me, he said, Hey, the boss is going to text you tomorrow. And I was like, all right, cool. Next day I get off the plane and the text shows up and he's like, Hey man, good playing. Uh, I'd love to get you in the brand. And mm. I was, I was like, so you, you get know, a personal text from MJ. Correct. Mm -hmm. So continue. After you got off your coach seat. Wow, I, that I was, was in my coach seat. I ain't scared to fly coach. That was very classic coach. It's my show. I, I like I fly coach as much as I can. <laughs> Not me, brother. Not I mean I, I don't want to talk to you. COVID now. I don't his no uh -uh. you can you can't see listeners, but his nose is way up in the air. <laughs> Super so I freaking <laughs> I don't if I don't have to. I didn't text him back. Because I went to... Because what? Well, you oh, didn't don't text slide that Michael I'm going. Jordan back. So Michael Jordan texts you, congratulations. We want to go... We want you to go with Jordan brand. And your reply is... Oh, I, re I, I went and... I replied, just not right then. When did mm. you reply? I replied as soon as I got off the golf course. Which was? <laughs> how many hours? It had to be at least eight hours so you left michael jordan on red that for is eight hours so that is not how it went down when i got to the golf course I had this to explain to me how this, this is your different. story but you telling us coming out of your you mouth, left him on red is not, it, this is exactly how it happened i got off the plane i got the text i got my bags i went straight to the course no you didn't I get the text you looked at the text you looked at the text, the text. put it back put the phone back uh, in your pocket so right, this is all true so I agree. this is audio but i'm you're gonna hear my phone hitting he's going oh mj text me cool I get, I get some jordans yeah, I'll get back to that dude when I that, get back to See, him. it did not go down a, like that. Eight it went, hours? It went more it's like this. I saw the text. This guy's coming at me. He's like, hey, well, you want to get your courtesy card? To and I'm like, guy here. yeah, I need my courtesy card. I just, dude, man, I, I, I you left the so you, didn't, you didn't look at your phone from that text until at the end of golf? I looked at it, but I didn't have time you have, to reply. Yeah, you, you didn't have time for the goat. And when I'm on the golf course. You had other people to talk to, more important. No, I had business to take care of, my job. I that about was, lost that was it a about a week prior. <laughs> you didn't hear that part of it. I about lost my what was job. job. What was your Literally, job? Literally, PJ tour player. If you don't yeah. finish in the top 125, you lose your card. Okay. So I finished 123, and I was like, well, damn that. I'm going to keep going. Because in the playoffs, they stack the points up to where you can just you can just keep going. You oh, can gotcha. just roll your way all the way to Eastlake. So I get, I just get in the mode to where if I play well this week, I'm going to be able to go next week. Mm -hmm. So, and what happened is I flew on Tuesday. For some reason, I flew on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we weren't allowed to practice. So, so you had a lot of phone time. <laughs> Oh, exactly. well, that, I replied when I got done. I got my 18 holes what, in because I had never seen the golf course. What was his response when you finally texted oh, him back? I can't remember what he said. Yeah, he was pissed. I can no, tell you right now he's pissed. I don't know if he was pissed, but I just said, hey, MJ, you know, man, that'd be awesome. I'd love to work that out. Um, and then about two days later, it was done. Mm. And one thing I learned is whatever MJ wants, MJ gets. Mm. And I've been super fortunate to be one of the people to, you know, benefit That's from cool. it. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr. That is me. Is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media team Wesley Robinson and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Labreck, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.